0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Higher Points podcast. I'm Nick Sauer, sitting here in the studio with my buddy Nate Hyatt. We also have a, uh, I would say, very special guest, and it's not cliche when I say it because I don't say it all the time. Um, <laughs> guest Colin Johnson on here, and so here, here let me let me just paint the picture for everybody that's listening. Um, the you man hear, that never sleeps. You hear us, you hear us talk all the time about like Andy Frisella. Uh, in my mind, Colin Johnson is like the Andy Frisilla of Rice County, just in the way that like. His work ethic, the way his brain works, how driven he is, and just everything that he does to just make his businesses uh, work and run. And I was, like, really stoked that we could finally find time, you know, to get him on here. I mean, it was, it was actually pretty easy. I just asked, and you were like, okay. But I was just worried about what it was going to be like. And, and it we, rained. That helped. It yeah, helped. That, that helped. <laughs> and, and, well, the and rain we, did it all. Yeah. <laughs> well, Because we always joked about the only way we were going to get you on the podcast was to, like, abduct you from the diesel pump at Casey's and, like, tie you up and, and bring you in here was we, the only way we thought we'd get it done. So... Uh thanks a lot for for being on here and uh and joining us. We're looking forward to kind of picking your brain. So um I guess the, the way we kind of just started out is I guess just kind of give us just like a, a brief intro into uh Colin and like bring us from where you were born or anything you want to share up to now and then we can maybe kind of start talking in business and stuff like that and picking your brain there.
1: Well, I guess uh I'd just call it a psychopath. You <laughs> know, uh, <laughs> um grew up in Colorado and Left, uh, two years ago almost, came out to Sterling, um, got a, got a strong drive from a young age to, to, to work and, and go crazy with, uh, just building, I guess, the best version that I could from a young age. Um, had a hard childhood. Uh, so I guess that drove a little bit more and, Oh, I'd say like five years ago, I decided that Sterling was probably a good spot. My, my cousins and aunt and uncle, they've lived in Sterling for about 30 years and we, we came out in the summers and, and hung out. And I just always thought Sterling was great and wanted a better spot than where I was in Colorado. It's not all it's cracked up to be. So Colorado is it or Sterling is it?
0: Colorado. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah.
1: Got it. I wanted a better spot. Yeah. Yeah. So made that decision. Um, thought I was moving out to Sterling to slow down, but <laughs> that's definitely not what definitely happened. didn't slow down. <laughs> I've been a, I've been a hard at it. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, did you, did you go to school in Colorado? It's like you were in Colorado most of your life or,
1: uh, yeah, every bit of it until I moved to Sterling two okay. years ago.
0: Yep. And what area, Colorado? Uh,
1: it was uh, Central Plains, about an hour from Colorado Springs.
0: Okay. So and I'm so a little
1: nowhere. Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. And so um so then so who are you, who are your aunt and uncle if you don't mind me asking?
1: Uh, Mark and wreath Splitter. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: uh, that's right. You you did tell me that uh, yeah. they they live down there by the motel, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got gotcha. They live there forever. Yeah, actually I had a that I had a dude that was at her house like trying to door-to-door sale like sell her like this cleaner or something is the last time that I and I was like, "Hey man, you don't have a license." And he was like, "Well, can I just finish this sale?" And then she was like, nah, if you don't have a license, you can go." <laughs> so, um so, you know, you talk about being like driven from a young age. So, you know, you you kind of from what you told me when we first met, was you had a gentleman that kind of told you, come work for me. And if you work for me and follow what I say, basically, you'll kind of be successful. Can you kind of like give that story kind of like how that how that worked out and what you did and how it shaped you? Yeah. So, I uh,
1: – uh, right out of – well, actually, I guess, I guess I really just wanted to be pulled out of high school. So, um, I went to work for a fellow that basically he was a Marine – Uh, had just started a business, oh, five years before I ran into him and basically had that drive, like military drive and kind of just painted it out. Like if you do exactly what I do, you're going to be successful. And I think a little bit more than just, uh, as a, as when I was a kid, you know, um, the hardness of of my childhood, I think him just telling me, if you follow what I tell you, I mean, I'll always carry that with me. I mean, he was the hardest guy alive. Like, you know, you guys have been around me a little bit and, you know, uh, Nate's been on a trip with me a couple times. <laughs> like, he's a he's hundred times worse than me. Like, really? I mean, he still thinks he's a, a Marine, like... I don't know about today, but, but he just, he just kind of like, if you, if you don't wrench, uh, if you don't figure out how to run equipment, if you don't do this, 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 you know, uh, that's, that's okay. But if you can't figure it out and you won't do it, then, you know, you're not going to be successful in this construction environment. And I just, I don't know, I kind of had that. Mentality, like from a kid, like I got told that nothing was ever going to go my way, you know. As a kid, so he gave me that, and I, I took it and ran. I mean, I, I'd be drenched every single day in sweat, just killing myself to prove to him that I was that guy. And it really did end up that way. I mean, I, I, I was eighteen years old, so I started at seventeen. So by the time I was eighteen, I mean I had I had done a hundred and twelve thousand dollar tax year with I mean, basically my first real full time job. So huh. he kind of he kind of pushed me. So
0: so how did how does that shape you into like today? I mean, do you, do you still carry those those same things today? Or, well, or have you kind of tempered them, or just taken other things you've learned and you know changed? Or
1: I kind of just I mean it's kind of cliche, but. Um, like, who's got me? I've got me. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do every single thing that I possibly can to prove that I'm, you know, who I am without, without being cocky about it. But like, just, I mean, I don't know. I, I would say that he gave me just another push from childhood. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick butt and I'm gonna tell, my story as much as I can, I'm going to, I'm going to help as many as I can. Like big thing with me before I started all these companies was, was telling, uh, kids that worked with us, you know, I, I call them kids, but they might've been even older than me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, they'd be in the truck with me and I'd always be in charge and they'd tell me all their problems and I would never, ever talk about my problems. I just give him instances that I had been through and just try and help. So I think um I think the hardness of that that boss that I had right out of school gave me the tempo of how to how to do everything that I do, but um I I think I've turned more towards how much can I help other people while I'm I'm trying to kick butt, you know. So
0: so, um, do, do you feel like he was like the first one that ever maybe made you feel like I can do this then? Like that if you, if you do, if you do do this, then you can be successful. You can do these things. Mm, yeah. 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 And, and then, so, so that shaped you into, so how long did you work for him then? The first time I worked for him for a year and then
1: it was just a little bit too much Marine Corps. Yeah. <laughs> for me, uh, and then quickly found out that I could not make the same money I made with him. <laughs> Elsewhere. I, yeah, yeah. And then I then I tried again and it made it made it ten days. So he had a few people in charge. I was like third in line to be to the top in that business. And he had a president and a basically a project manager that just hated me. But you know, I'm a 17, 18 year old.
0: Yeah, They're, you're a threat, basically. They've been
1: they've been with him at that time. I mean, the one guy started the business with him, the, the vice president. I mean, and like he was he was crazy. I mean, he he choke slammed me, threw me up against semi trailers, told me I was you know just worthless, and I just I don't know. It's civilian life. It's not the Marines. Yeah. So I I mean, with him, he was kind of that same way, like. He told he told employees, like, if you need to go to the bathroom, you go to the bathroom on your own time. This is my time. Like, he was pretty cutthroat. But, I mean, kind of, if you take it the right way, you can really, really build off of that. Like, what well, I was
0: going to say, it, it, it seems like it's something that, you know, most people would hear that and say, like, I'm never going to go work there. I would never work there. I'd never do that. But it was an interesting perspective from what I'm hearing from you is, like, the perspective was – like, I'm, I'm basically going to do the best I can with the, the hand that I'm dealt, kind of thing. Is that, would that be pretty accurate? Yeah. I mean, to tell you the
1: truth, I'd go back to work for him, like, even today. Like, I actually kick myself every day for not actually still just kicking it out with him. I mean, I success wise, that guy, that guy runs Colorado Springs. So, I mean, for, for what he built, I mean, he built it from, uh, a open cab farm tractor and a little piddly drill like a eight foot mid till drill and turned it into like a 300 piece excavation slash biggest reclamation go crazy business and i mean like all the fire departments tree uh tree work uh logging i mean we were on the side of pikes peak and snowstorms going crazy
0: so i mean he really built something from nothing. So, well, I, I, in my opinion, I think you're doing the exact same thing. So, uh, you know, it, I think it's one of those things where I think you are where you are for a reason. And, you know, you're you're in Sterling and you're doing what you're doing because it's interesting to see, you know, those of people that are listening to the podcast that maybe don't know, um, like, some of the things that are going on. Like, there are sing- things that are being built, new businesses coming in, and, you know, other things. And it's just, uh, It's interesting to kind of see because you see a lot of like, you know, I guess what you would consider, quote unquote, big money people in the area that are making some interesting decisions that kind of make you looking like raise an eyebrow at like, hmm, you know. So, I mean, there's a lot that's going on. And, you know, you told me one time and you're right that, you know, like when it comes to the roll offs, like Johnson roll off, like every business, everyone has trash. Every single business, like so, you're in a market of like a service that literally everyone needs, and uh, especially when you have the potential for some potential, like either big business or other business or somebody new coming to town or whatever, that you can be like, hey, you know, I'm cheaper than everyone else, and can I have your contract, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and I think the cheap side of that, I I I wouldn't want to drive off the cheap side. I think you know we only have two. I only have two competitors, really. I mean. Mine is to integrity. I mean, if I say something, I'm going to do it, and I, I mean, would agree with that. I get out and and move roll offs at one o'clock in the morning. Sometimes, I mean, I, I mean, I will do whatever
0: I have to do to make sure that what I said happens. So, even if that means working 22 hours a day to get that done. Oh yeah. Or you know, I guess uh, I guess let's uh, this would be a good segue. So, explain. Explain your week that you had this week, I guess, to, to, to help everybody, like, get an idea of, Think like, what it, <laughs> what it is to be you.
1: Well, I'm, well, I like, guess I'd have to take it back a little ways. Um, I, when I first got here, I started working for a reclamation business called Trident Construction, and that ended up to, uh, I guess, it's...
2: Explain like a reclamation business, like what they do.
1: Uh, so seeding erosion control uh, in the big grand scheme of things, I mean, it would involve your dirt work before the process, uh, the the green stuff you see on the side of highways, it's called hydromulch, uh, bringing the earth back to what it was um, before excavation if it's in a commercial environment. Um, and as well as new build construction, um, putting in lawns and stuff like that. Um, so kind of the way that I, uh, stated is it's almost like farming without harvesting. You're going in and putting in wildflowers on the side of highways, uh, drilling in temp seeding to make sure that erosion stays down. Um, there's a, the erosion control side of it is just straight up handwork, gritty, Awful, the worst work on earth. And I've done a lot of bad work. So <laughs> but to uh to bring it to the point of this week, um, that company in particular, I'm pretty well tied into that business as well. And uh I got through Monday um and get a call, i uh, got through Monday with Johnson Roloff, which includes dumpsters, dirt work, demo basically anything that anybody needs i'll do it uh type situation
0: and he's got a grin on his face as he's saying that because the guy literally loves just being able to like do that kind of thing and help anyone and do those things
1: Mm. yeah yeah i mean i i got nate here but i mean i build build a house for you if if you needed it that bad (laughs) (laughs) um but i mean so monday i get done with johnson roll off and I get a call and Trident's in a mess, and they don't have a mechanic, and uh, they've got equipment that needs hauled. Their semis down. Um, of course, I'm gonna I'm gonna run to the rescue, and their semi had an electrical fire, and I rewired it and got it running. And it ended up that there was no one to be able to drive the truck. At that point in time um, as well as we had kicked the starter out uh, through that electrical fire so we had to get a starter for it so if you ever shut it off you just have to really jerry-rig it so um, I ended up being the little mini semi for them uh, threw on tractors and hauled them to where they go and then the next day uh, I guess this is Tuesday, Wednesday.
0: It just keeps on hitting. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it was even to the point when you were before the podcast. You are
1: like, "What day is it today?"
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, so you know, you just get into the week and it's just crazy. I mean, they're they're hurting. They don't have a guy that can even get a starter in, and they've got tons and tons. Well, I shouldn't say they shouldn't. They can't get a starter in. It just takes too long, you know. But they just got tons and tons of craziness going on. And in the meantime, I also get a job that includes me having to do it on their behalf. Uh, so we're working through that to make sure that I can get 11 acres drilled for a, um, neighbor across the way from where I live. So, you know, pushing through the week and, and a normal week for Johnson roll I'd say is probably at least a hundred hours. And I, I mean, by the time Saturday rolls around and I run back and forth to Oklahoma twice and get tractors moved in for Saturday, I mean, we're we're talking 140 hours and I think 40 or 50 of those were spent for Trident. So, and that's, I mean, I'd do it every single week if it, if it had to, you know, that, I mean, I'd do it for the rest of my life if I had to really. I, I haven't been able to be stopped in twelve years. So,
0: <laughs> well, that's so that's another thing. Is I remember you and I talking at some point um, that you were wanting to do the whole like when your kids got to a certain age, you were wanting to be like go to the basketball games, go to the baseball games, that kind of stuff. So that's one question I've always had for you, and and I've always wanted to ask you is, do you think you'll be able to like shut that off and be able to say, hey, you know, like. No, I'm going to my kids' basketball game, baseball game. Like, how, how do you think that? I mean, because like, I know, like, for me right now, where I'm at, I don't want to not be a cop, but I do know that I don't want to do it to the day I die. Yeah. So, you know, so I was just curious, like, how does how does that work out in your mind? Have you thought that far ahead? Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, I, I talk about it on a weekly basis, and it's been a goal of mine since I was 16 years old. It just changed once I had kids. I mean, um, being able to shut down, uh, has always been a big goal and be able to drive uh a different direction and spend the time whether I can sleep or not or spend it you know doing what my kids want to do and and before kids that was just by the time I'm 40 I mean I want to be able to wake up and say hey I don't really feel like killing myself today I'm going to go eat breakfast here and I'm going to go eat lunch here and I'm going to go eat dinner here and that's where that's how it started I mean <sighs> That company in in Colorado Springs pretty much pretty much set that as a as a tone. Like, if I do this for long enough, there's no reason I need to work till I'm 60. I mean, I can I can shut this down at 35, 40, and mm-hmm. then you know, the more and more you talk to to people that have been successful, 40 is the mark, and I I put that mark down at 16. Most successful people want to slow down at 40. So, I mean, I guess I picked a good number.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, and to be fair you know, it's, it's not like, I I will say for those that are listening, um, having, you know, done a little bit of business with Colin and and had many phone conversations and face-to-face conversations, you know, there've been times that I've like tried to call him and he, he's like, Hey, well, putting the kids down, like, you know, essentially you're going to have to wait, you know? And, and so, you know, you're still there, you're still, you're still present. You know, you were talking about how you took your son with you on, you know, your road trips because he just loves unloading the tractors and doing those things and helping you with the trailer and and all of that other kind of stuff. So, you know, how, how's that balance been, you know, as, especially as a new father, uh, when it comes to balancing that drive for work and that like military mindset that you kind of were brought up in and then, and then knowing that, you know, you needed to be a present father, like, how's that been?
1: I guess we better kick that back to my childhood. I, the military mindset would be my mother. Ah, and, uh, she's the one that I, I, I do have to say there's no relationship there, but, uh, she's the one who made me who I am because she, she really drove it into me that.
0: And not in a good way. No,
1: no, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna defeat that, you know, that, that type of situation. But, you know, um, I mean, I don't know about balance. That's something that there's no balance in my life. Uh, that's a, that's, that's not a question. Um, I, I do. What I feel I need to do. And I don't think about balance. I haven't, I mean, I, I think of a typical family or a typical lifestyle and it just seems foreign. Um, never been on a vacation. Uh, my, my, my situation is driven off of, I would say, 97% work. I only think about work. I talk about work to everybody. That's all I have to talk about. I mean, and it's always been that way. But balance-wise, I mean, my family's the most important, but I'm doing the work to make sure that I prove that I did this for the right reasons. Now, I I drove... I My drive is changed with children um and my 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 proving to my mother or to tim at seed masters in colorado springs the proving has totally changed now that the children have come into our lives i mean i'm i'm still out to prove a point but i'm proving a point and make make sure they have a good life making sure that they have the best life yeah I mean, I don't want anything like my childhood for my kids. I mean, and I mean, if my dad ever heard this, which he probably never would, like, that's about the only grudge I have with my father is, why did you let my childhood be that way? But in the same flip side, it built me. I mean, it made me who I am that drive i mean i remember 6 years old and i was like i am never going to do this i'm never going to do this to my like i literally said that in bed i will never do this to as my as a 6 year
0: old kid as a 6 year old kid
1: wow. i'll never do this i mean i i had to start I, I mean i was working at 8 years old to make sure that i could have a dirt bike and a trampoline and a play set like i had i had 50 chickens and they bought me puppies so that i could breed dogs and i was breeding dogs and Strapping chicken eggs to my dirt bike and running around hustling eggs and selling puppies.
0: So you've been an entrepreneur since eight, basically.
1: Yeah, I would say the I would say the entrepreneurial uh, spirit kind of kicked off when I was about eighth eighth grade, but uh, eight years old. I mean, I had to I had to pay for everything that I wanted, even my clothes. I mean, my. Eh. Like, I'm not, I'm not kidding. It, like, school supplies, clothes, sports. Like, if I was in a sport, I paid for the fees. If I wanted to play, I had to pay for it.
0: Was that just a, an expectation that you put on yourself? Or it was just like, there was no, nobody was going to. It
1: was my, so, you had to. It was my mother.
0: Gotcha. So, yeah. you know, I think it's interesting because I just had this conversation with someone else. Um, that I was, a, a young man that I was mentoring to. And, and he had something similar to you. And I, I just told him, I was like, you know, at this point, you have two choices. Um, Because he just recently kind of severed the relationship with his mother. And I said, you know, at this point, you have two choices. You can continue to just play the victim card and be a victim and, you know, and exist through life. Or you can be a survivor. Where you go from here is completely on you. Nobody else can make that decision. I can't make it, etc. So do you ever remember that of like any issues with that as far as like, woe is me versus F this, I'm not going to do it? Or did you just always have this, like, forget this mentality. I'm going to be successful no matter what. Because uh, you've obviously made this decision. I'm going to be a survivor instead w- of living in a victim mindset.
1: I would say like that six-year-old comment that I just made, like it has to be very early in my life um, that I just decided that this isn't a thing, you know, um, nobody's got me, but I've got me. And that's from, from,
0: childhood that's an insane like to think about like at six years old i was thinking about like what toy i was going to play with or you know like who i was going whose house i was going to go to to play games you know play nintendo or you know something like that like that that's that's an interesting mindset and that's a
1: that's a deep that's a deep one for me to talk about like i mean talking about that childhood of mine is not a fun one to talk about because like, look at what kids do. I was never a kid. I never got to do the kid thing, you know. And you like now that I that I look back, I I can just seriously say, my mother made that, and it's not terrible. I can live. I can live childhood with my kids.
0: Well, that's actually. What I was just getting ready to say it. Like that's why I was over here smirking because I could just imagine you. Uh like, when it's time to, like, go on that vacation or, like, like you're going to be the dude, like, on the zip line. You're not going to be that dad going, have fun. I'm going to take a picture of you. Like, they're going to have those memories. Like, you're going to be the dude on the sled with them on the zip line, like, doing all the things while while Aaron's looking at you going, ah, no, don't do that. And you're like, no, this is so much fun. We're doing this. <laughs> this is, that's basically how it is now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know kind of like when when you have your kids and you're like throwing them in the air like way high and the the wife is like ah no and you're like it's fine you know and like like i can only imagine what that would be like you're gonna be the dude like next to your son like ramping the dirt bike like you're gonna be like that you're gonna be that dad
1: i definitely that's actually uh i'm glad you brought that up i definitely want my kids to be in motocross so yeah that was that was something that i really wanted when i was a kid i tried really really hard but i just could not get there nicest bike so <laughs> my first bike was like a 1982 kx8 klx 80 kawasaki
0: you could you can only sell so many eggs yeah I, I did get
1: a yamaha though i got a yz85 and i thought that thing was super fast it wasn't <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> it was fast in that time in that moment
1: it definitely feels fast on a you know, little, a little kid. So,
0: so, uh, so then what made you, I guess, kind of decide to go, I mean, was Johnson roll off your first business here, right? Yeah. 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 Cause the first time I remember like hearing about you and knowing about you was when I received the like notice in the mail, like basically that you were going to have the dumpsters over there and like the zoning and, you know, all of those things. And like, if you want to come and, say that you don't want this, come to the hearing, you know, like it was that notification from, I think the county, was it the county or was it the city? County. Okay. From the county.
2: Nick was one of the guys out front picketing. We don't, yeah. we don't want dumpsters here. <laughs> no, I was actually
0: like excited. Cause I was just like, cause I mean, you know, my business model, I mean, and, and I love just seeing people succeed and investing in people and like, like just trying to help people in any way that I can. And, and so like, when I saw that, I was like, that's so freaking cool. Like, you know, there's this dude that's got like all these like dumpsters at his house. You know, where some people and and nobody told me this, but whereas I could see some people going, ugh, like that that doesn't look good for the neighborhood. And he's bring trash he's, into yeah, he's bringing trash over there and he's gonna dump it in his yard and like nobody I didn't hear anybody say that, but like that's what I guarantee that's what some people were saying. Just knowing like the the, the thought process and the people and everything that you've come up against in your business so far, mm-hmm. which we might be able to get into here in a minute, but know, yeah. um. You know, I was just like excited when I saw that. I was like, that's freaking cool. You know, like this dude is making something from nothing. Essentially, it's kind of the way I saw it. I mean, if you're you were like Jeff Bezos to me, like you're basically starting Amazon out of your garage. Like Mm -hmm. that was what my mindset like. I was like, that's freaking cool. Yeah. So what made you decide to like do roll off dumpsters?
1: It was a light bulb as I was driving down the road. Uh, Just noticed that I only saw two different two different trash trucks going down the road. And I I kinda had that spirit in Colorado. I was like, man, I could I could probably do roll offs and make a pretty good pretty good business out of it. There's there's tons of roll-off companies out there, I'm sure. You'd never be able to do what I've done here in Colorado. I mean I we mean, talked
2: at breakfast the other day that how Kansas is like ten years behind where you were at when you left.
0: Yeah. 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 And Which for you is a good thing.
1: Well, I'm definitely I mean, without saying Without being too over the top about it, like what I've done is so so good for this area. My past, I mean, I I I don't like saying it, but like I can't wait to be rich. Like because that's how it's gonna be. I mean, it's it is seriously that far behind and I can put the the pieces together and build that type of a situation all on my own and I already have the background.
0: I feel the exact same way about like SEO and all that other kind of stuff. And I'm like frustrated right now because it's not quite going exactly the way I want it to. Like I'm running up against some of barriers and things like that as well. But I look at the SEO like when I start doing because that's like that's the first thing about SEO and Legion is you do like the research, basically the market research. Um, And I'm like looking at these companies. I'm like nobody is doing this around here. Like nobody like Mm -hmm. holy cow. Talk about like ripe for the picking. And so like that's like what I'm working on and working on trying to do is I'm even at the point now where I'm just like building websites and getting them going and then I'll try to sell them to somebody. Because I'm like, okay, this market needs filled. This market needs filled. This market needs filled. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Part the issue
2: with this area is those people that are going to fill those markets. Like they're not here yet, you know, because there's just not the population density that we need for some of that stuff.
0: Yet. Oh, it's coming. Yeah, it is. It is. A hundred percent it is. Um, because also, I mean, look at it just from what you know at the national level, not even what's going on locally here, but like at the national level, like California can't keep U-Hauls because everybody's leaving in mass exodus. Well, where are they going? Um, you know, and that gives me a little bit of fear too, because I'm like, please don't vote us into the quote unquote prosperity that you did there. But, uh, that's for another podcast, (laughs) but you know, there's, uh, just looking at it like that, like you've got all of this essentially kind of like open free like to me where we're at now is what it used to be in the old west like this is this is the frontier this is like the untamed like wildlands. when it comes to certain factions of business and it's like almost like you're going into that frontier and like building the first saloon or whatever you know and then building off of that all i see
1: is a boom and i'm right in the middle of it yes
0: right yeah i would agree with that and um so so inside of of Johnson Rolloff, like you kind of saw niches where most rolloff companies, it's just like here's a dumpster, tell me when to pick it up. Mm-hmm. And you 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 saw that completely different. So you want to elaborate on on that and like what your your business does?
1: Yeah. So I mean, a lot of the situation that I've run into here in Kansas is like people don't necessarily want to clean up their property. Um, they might not have the best tools to be able to clean up their property and that's all the way from just cleaning out the garage by hand or needing equipment to load heavy stuff um and I noticed that right away and I was like "Uh, I'll just do it for you not necessarily junk removal and don't get me wrong if I need to buy 10 trucks and put 20 guys out on junk removal I'll do it like I just don't want that trademarked right now like so I mean just just even a few weeks ago, I mean, ran out, cleaned out sheds, garages for an older couple, which I love. That's, I love helping people. So that was, that was very fun. And I ended up not getting any help on that situation. And I went and did it in like three hours. So it didn't really kick my butt. So that actually ended up all right. But, um, you know, I also noticed when I first got here. That dirt work wasn't up to par and that a lot of people don't even pay attention to dirt work. And that's like something that's huge in Colorado. Well, on a structural side, that's unbelievable. But I mean, just like if you take perspective wise on Colorado, if you're spending $500,000 on a house and it's not at least within two inches of finished grade when the when the excavator is out, then you came back. I mean, and it went a little bit different here. There's a lot of self-performing contractors here. So in Colorado, you have an excavation company, you have builder, and usually the landscaper comes in at the end and finishes off. And if you didn't get that proper for the landscaper, as an excavation business, you came back. And this is when concrete and everything, I mean, everything's in. So, I mean, I just noticed right away, I was like, man, I spent a lot of time in dirt work. And I mean, dirt work's a little bit harder to get your money in, you know, it's, equipment's expensive, but I mean, I had such a background in it. I was like, I'd want to, I want to do this, you know? So I've been, I've been pushing that a lot and demo work um there's no one doing it uh specifically
2: in our area uh, uh, we had but, someone come demo a, an addition and they had to come out of wichita
1: yeah um and i just notice these things i mean i just pay attention every time i mean and i spend a lot of time driving i mean i, I think i spend like four or five hundred dollars a day on fuel so i do i spend quite a lot of time in a seat so it gives me a lot of time to you know obviously talk yeah. on the phone and, and think and, and mull things over. And and really spend the time like, where am I going next? What am I doing here? You know. And uh yeah, I mean, there's just so many opportunities and we're right in it. I mean the only thing the only thing that could really uh be better in this situation is just, you know, having having a, a team, you know.
0: So um so, can you back up and the part that you were talking about, like, what was it? Two, two inches from finish grade? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, can, I, I'm dumb to that. What is all that? mean? Technically, it would be tenths. Usually, you run tenths as grade.
1: Um, so, finish grade, that's your basically final product for whatever's going in, whether that's going to be concrete, grass, rock, whatever, and... As as the contractor, as the dirt contractor, you're supposed to have it within that parameter.
0: Um, and you so know. you're saying there's not a lot of attention to detail on those things in the area? All. I mean... Which you, you're over there agreeing?
1: Particularly, I mean, I've been on a house that needed a day and a half worth of fixing just to...
0: Get, After it was quote unquote done? It was
1: sold. To, to get the grade right.
0: Wow, really? So, so uh, I guess another thing. Why is that grade so important?
1: Well, uh, you don't want water in your house, for sure. Um, you want it away from your foundation. And big thing is if you're buying a new house and you're spending all that money, you want to walk up to clean, very... I call it dirt art. I mean, it should be a very, very nice thing to walk up to. Especially, I mean, closing day and you walk up to just piles and terrible terrible grade like to where you're does, now
0: having to finish it how
1: does that make a person feel like i've got to spend ten thousand dollars to get this landscape now you know i just i mean that's that was my first initial thought whenever i thought about the dirt work i'm like man like what are what are people thinking when they walk into this
2: i think a lot of the issue is is like people in our area they see that price tag of ten thousand dollars for landscape and they're like oh i'm just gonna do it myself then it works back from there. They're like, oh, well, I can do the dirt work to finish this. And it's just for certain people, like, that's the way it is in the, the area. I think that's a certain person's attitude because you throw a $25,000 landscaping deal on their bed. And they're like, yeah, cut that out. I'll do it myself. You know, mm-hmm. they just look at us. There's not quite the money in the Sterling area as there is other places or just in central Kansas. Yeah, it, it, it'll be here and it's going to have to be that standard, I think. Um, it's just it's gonna take a little bit of time to get there.
0: But well, prepping you,
2: yourself and setting yourself up to be in that position is what Colin's doing right now.
0: Well, so the thing that i found is is and that I'm learning is like setting expectations in business is also being like very important. Uh and like like those clear lines. So it's like, um can you can you set those clear lines with a customer and say, hey, you know, listen, the the dirt work and having like say like having Colin do the dirt work is important because He'll do this to a point where it makes the landscaping cheaper in the end. So you're actually like saving money on the backside. Yeah. Is that a conversation that you think that would work or happen or help? We've even? had
2: that with some of our subcontractors. are like, well, we want to get a cheaper bid on this. It's like, well, sometimes cheaper is not necessarily better. Yeah. You know, like we use these people because we trust them and they do a good job, you know. And a lot of times people, that's that's what they're looking for is the lowest bid a lot of times. Because there's just – it. There's been new houses built in Sterling and in this area, but it's it's nothing like what Colin's seen in, in the Springs. You know, I mean, what was the population increase out there over the last 10 years? I mean, it's just, it's almost doubled in size, Colorado Springs
0: has.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think it went from 250 to 650 in a very short flash. I think that was like within three years. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I know that everything in, in price out there is absolutely skyrocketed because when we we went, so we go to Estes Park every two years for vacation, just for like a, a family reunion thing. And it used to be like, I, we paid to rent that exact same house. We paid double what we paid two years ago to mm. rent that same house on Airbnb. Double. And I was like, holy cow. Um, you know, and, and even you were talking about like, if you wanted to go back to Colorado right now and have the same thing you had. You would be paying an insane amount of money, and like it just doesn't make sense to go back to doing what you were doing.
1: A million dollars for a double, for like a big mobile home and some land. I mean you you can't get you can't get anything. I mean, if you could get twenty acres, a decent livable double wide home with a barn, it'd be almost a million dollars.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. Well, so like your house that you live in, like how much would that have cost you in Colorado with everything that it's got?
1: Over a million dollars.
0: Really? Yeah. That's Especially with crazy. that
1: shop there. Yeah. That's insane to think about. And then having that finished, I mean, can't say that I've done a very good job of keeping the landscape, but
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when you're rolling dumpsters across it <laughs> it kinda yep. kinda kinda uh hurts the landscaping. Mm-hmm. Um, so what uh um so, so like let's – I guess let's talk about what it's been for you like breaking into like the roll-off market. Like have have you been well-received by everyone? I mean I – have,
1: I haven't had a complaint.
0: Right. So, But I mean as far as like you've had some pushback from some of your competitors. Oh, 100%. Because yeah. Because you're, you're breaking into their market share.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've had one of them follow me and count my dumpsters and, and just go – Go crazy with it and stop with me on the side of the road. Take pictures of my trucks and trailers. and Report you to the DOT, maybe.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah.
2: Hey, uh, the good thing is, is if they're focused on you, they're not focused on what they need to
1: be doing. Yep. Right.
0: That's a valid point. You Think of it that way. Yeah.
1: And, you know, You're
0: wasting your time, effort, and energy in all the wrong places.
1: Yep. I'm really not worried about them in any way, and I shouldn't be. I mean, they are where they need to be i mean they're already successful they don't they don't have anything else to obtain they're you know big old companies yeah um but then being worried about me is pretty nice i i do like that you know and it's not like there's
2: not room in this area for multiple dumpster companies you know not not one individual company is going to have a hundred percent of the business in this area and i mean the competition makes it good because then you can't have a like what we have in McPherson County. I was right gonna
0: here. say, unless you are McPherson, Kansas, then you can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, that's I still true. feel bad for you about that one, man, because you had a, such a sweet deal. That's a government that you there There's what that I, is. I would. I would wholly agree with that. Like, I don't know, but when I got that phone call from you, mm. when you were like, "I really want to do this, but I can, and here's why," and like all that stuff, like I was so angry. Like I wanted to go fight for you. Like I was like, I wish I was a lawyer. Like I wish. Like I. I was angry. Because I I was at the gym working out with him. As a matter of fact, when you you called me about that, and I was just like, I was like, I wasn't even on the phone with you. Like f that. Like just tell, just do it anyway. Like f him kind of thing. And you were like, I don't know that I want to do that. Yeah, but yeah. I, I was angry in that moment. I just that doesn't make any sense to me. It's it's like completely against like the whole idea of like capitalism and the free market system. Like you you have a government basically controlling.
1: I was in that, in that, uh, instance, I was seriously thinking about doing the 48 hours straight on, you know, and then six hours of sleep, 48, six, 48, six, cause that's what I would have had to done for that project. And I would totally, I, I, I actually called right away. I called Aaron. I called my dad. And I said, if I, if this happens, I will be working 48 hours straight for the foreseeable future. And. I mean that's just I I go crazy with it. So
0: I wonder if that dude ever actually ended up getting his business set up, or if they still did it anyway, and just went with something else.
1: They got set up, yeah. Okay. They they are trying to figure out how I could do something for them, but I mean, trying to do anything up there uh, has anything to do with hauling. Just especially, I mean, we're just talking about trying to get product off, or sorry, their cardboard can be paid for by another business but when I'm going up there to pick it up it kind of marches on the well, I don't even know what they are I guess it's the county that operates the the,
0: um, the, the dump the, the refuse disposal side of things
1: yeah it just kind of infringes on, on them and, I've always just thought like you know what would be something you could do is like you go meet with
2: the nicelys and the Stutzmans and you guys go say hey what do we got to do together to get up here into this market you know
0: because like just give a nice big middle finger
2: just just one person you know like you could probably do it but like if you go to those guys and say hey like let's get up here you know in one way or another and we can go we can still compete against each other but let's get this area too you know
1: yeah I'm definitely not worried about that. I my my uh big game is landfill. I just put in my own landfill. Sometimes private landfill. Yeah. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna be the trash man.
0: Might as well go all in. (laughs) I'd say own it own it from front to back, basically. Yep.
1: Yep. And it's a it's a hard task to do. Uh but McPherson in general, I mean why, why push on something that doesn't have a very good outcome? Yeah. Kind of like all these problems that I've run into. Like, why do I want to try so hard for something that might happen? You know, I I know what I can accomplish, so I'm going to work on things that are accomplishable.
0: So here was my here was my business advice to Colin that he he was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I said, I said, dude, do it anyway. And then when they sue you, I said, it's going to take years for that to come to fruition. And then you could settle out of court for pennies on the dollar and you profited like a million or two dollars in that time. (laughs) Screw it. Go for it. Do it anyway. And he was like, "Uh, I don't think I'm going to do that. (laughs) Uh, I, I
1: tend to stay away from things that are going to cost me time.
0: Yeah, I just it was just one of those things of like, I don't know. Again, I am the man, quote unquote. Uh, when I strap that uniform on, but I strap that uniform on with the thought of like, I'm going to go out there and be what I think the government should be, which is the I'm there to protect your rights to speech, to freedom of press, to your ability to carry a firearm, to not searching your car in your house unless I have like a warrant or a valid reason, you know, et cetera. Yeah. Versus so like when I see those things happen, it really grates me like it, it really angers me. Because I'm like, this is not what the founders and the framers had when they thought about our system and what it is. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it grates me. And that's why I was telling you to give them the big middle finger and let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it, would be, it wouldn't be us. It would be you. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so when it comes to your time, uh, you know, time is like a really big deal and a big factor for you. Like, so at the end of the day, you can have more dumpsters, you can have more trucks, you can have more jobs, you can have more money, uh, but there are only twenty-four hours in a day. So like what is I don't know, what is your secret sauce? Uh because it, it's almost like you're Hermani Gra- <laughs> you Granger in the Harry Potter, and you've got the thing that you spin and you go back in time, and you know, you're able to get all this stuff in. Like, it's just I, I am absolutely just in awe nicotine at you and in Celsius man <laughs> yeah actually that's probably the secret that's the secret sauce yeah, actually now that you say that that's the secret sauce
1: I would say in a in the funny way yeah <laughs> but, but if we're gonna talk on mindset uh that's definitely my mindset and I am a firm believer on this uh, go David Goggins on you I'm a firm believer if you just push your brain to its limits it'll eventually just all come together you know. Um I I I could listen to everything he has to say and just think that's me. That's me, you know? Because I I don't know. I mean, I feel like your internal clock if you can tell yourself that I'm just going to do this and do this and do this, you just go with it. I mean, there's a there is a breaking point obviously. I mean, but I don't know. I just like I've never even enjoyed doing anything. I just know that I have to do it. And if I want the the life that I'm, I'm working for, I have to do it. I, I don't enjoy anything. But what's the trade-off? If I just sat around and only did the minimal, would I get what I wanted? No. But I mean, I just have it like wrapped up in my brain that if I just go and go and go, I will make it, you know? And it's always been that way. I've never, I've never gone away from it.
0: But I think that's what most people miss in our society today is, is, it's easy to look at, say, Jeff Bezos and he's got this yacht and he's got like all this money and, you know, you may not agree with his politics and what he's doing with his money. Um, but like the guy had that same mindset and like literally took a business from his um, garage to what it is now and it, even in that time use the current government structure that he did to not pay taxes He using the, the tax code that was in place to not pay taxes so he was basically able to sell things 10% cheaper than everyone else because he wasn't paying that specific tax until much later so he made himself more like he was more competitive because he was like selling things 10% cheaper than everyone else. And so what they end up, what people end up doing is, is they don't see like that grind that you're doing. And even I don't, right? Because I'm not with you every day. Like, but I, I see, like I constantly see your truck and I constantly see you out and about. And like, as a cop driving around, like I know that you're out there doing work Mm -hmm. and so, you know, I like what's going to happen is like that video that I sent you of that guy that he slept on the gym floor. I don't know if you watched that, but he he slept on the gym floor and like made this whole gym. He made like this big gym. And then eventually he came in one day and like, oh, the big boss man's here. Oh, you finally made time for us kind of thing. And it was kind of like thrown back by that because he was like, I did what you told me to do. And now it's like suddenly. He, so he basically said, people don't want to. People don't want to see you succeed. They don't want to see you do better than they are kind of thing is like, basically what he said. And so it'll be interesting to see like that change or that difference. Have you given any thought to that about like what people will do after success comes?
1: I, I particularly right now, I feel like I'm already in that because I'm viewed very like I, I can, I can tell in certain conversations how people feel. Like, I can, I can look at, you know, body language and how people feel when I'm around. And I've noticed the uncomfortableness throughout my career. So, whether it's here and now or 10 years ago, I've always had that, like, I don't know, just, it's, uh, I think that it's just naturally been a part of my, Career that people don't understand, right? Yeah, and and
0: do you think they see it as even threatening or just uncomfortable because they don't they don't know it, they don't realize it, and recognize it. What do you think it is? I would say, um
1: just how it's always a. There's no way, uh, like, and and you can really tell if someone's acting a certain way, like mm, or whatever. Yeah, there's no way he's doing that. Well, I mean. Then you come out with something new or you get this facility or you, you know, and this is, this is all just, just process. But I mean, you, you get a different version the next time you see that person. Oh, wow. How did you do that? Exactly how I said I did it because I'm not going to stop. But that, that, that character each time is, oh, well, hmm, I guess I was wrong, you know, but i mean i i guess everybody's just going to have that i mean you don't really have cheerleaders it's just oh he's doing good oh let's let's see if he fails let's let's see what what breaks him down what's what's the outcome of him doing five different things at the same time that's that's what's going through people's minds that's how i think you know just reading the body language or or can you look me in the face or you know, um, particularly, uh, younger generation, how they look at it, you know, um, an older guy can admire it and I can, I can kind of see that, but the younger generation, like pff, why, why would you, you know, well, I mean, and there's a purpose behind everything and that's, you know, that's the, that work ethic hasn't been ingrained in that younger generation yet. Yeah. Yeah, but you are you like we are that generation, you know. Yeah. So I I would say, I mean, there are you know, I guess I guess we've probably, I guess we're still saying ten years. We've probably been at it for ten years, so Mm -hmm. I guess that's not technical. But you know, you're getting old when (laughs) (laughs) ten year high school reunions this year, so ish. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I went to college and messed around for a little while, but it's been all work after that. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that I got that same kickback in high school. Uh, the same thing. I mean, I went to school to sleep because I was working till two. You know, I I get out of school. <laughs> I'd go, go, go. Did you I'd, graduate high school? Yeah. Okay. I, so I had my parents pull me out, and I got my diploma online. Okay. I had a. Really good job offer we started <laughs> talking about earlier. So yep. I figured that was more important than me going to sleep in the classroom. Yeah. So I just I, I seriously just paid people to get my school done. You know, because I didn't care. I seriously had no desire for. It's know. like this. This is not going to apply
2: to anything that you already had the real world, world experience. You know, you're like I know what I need to do to apply these skills and move forward. And yeah, half yeah. of this stuff is not that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't well, need to write this book report for me to go. <laughs> and I think that's
0: a, that's an important piece of the puzzle here is because you're a successful man with essentially a high school diploma. Like you, you don't have to have this four year college degree with two hundred thousand dollars in student loans. To I be wouldn't successful. have even
1: needed the diploma. Mm-hmm. I've never been asked for it. Yeah. You know,
2: it's not like he go to job interviews.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, he kind of does. Yeah, when he's trying to sell his product to people. But, yeah, it's different. Yeah. Um. Yeah, see, like I'll tell you, when I very first met you when we were at Clive's, I must say, like the the only way I can explain that meeting is intense. Mm -hmm. That that was that was how I would explain it. Like I was I was mentally exhausted (laughs) when we left. Because I think we were there for a couple hours um, just discussing, you know, different business and what you were gonna do and what you wanted to do. And so I will tell you. From that whole time up until I met you, I'd been trying to sell, you know, like, like tell people like, hey, SEO is important and all that other kind of stuff. And then I meet you. And my, my friend had always told me, he's like, hey, stick with it, stick with it, stay at it, stick with it. You know, when you find it, when you find a businessman, you'll know. And I was just like, whatever, you know, whatever, whatever. And then I met Colin. And as soon as I left, And I picked up my phone and I called my buddy and I said, Hey, remember how you said when you meet a businessman, you'll know, I'm like, I finally met him (laughs) and I got to tell you about this. (laughs) So I was telling him about like you and everything like that. And you know, when I, when I, when I like pitched it to you and then you were like, yeah, sounds good. takes money to make money. Sounds good. Let's do this. And I was just like, "Uh, ah, what? Like nobody's ever said that before. Uh, Sweet. Let's do this. You know? And I was like, so stoked. Um, and it's been an interesting process. Uh, you know, considering the the niche and everything like that, like the the fence and deck website that I did like that one is just like producing just lead after lead after lead after lead after lead. And like, you know, I don't know if it's just the the market or like if there's more of a pull for that kind of thing, you know, like there's more demand for it or whatever. But like just I've said this to you, but I want to say it here on the podcast for everyone else. Like if there's there's a book called The Go-Giver and there's like a whole series and in there, they talk about how to achieve stratospheric success. And like, Colin's going to be that dude that like achieves stratospheric, stratospheric success. And, and in my opinion, from where I sit and looking at what he's done, like he's already there. I know he doesn't feel that way. <laughs> um, but High achievers never do. Yeah. Right. I, I, and that's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. that. But, uh, like, I don't know. I've just always. Admired you and like what you're doing and what you plan on doing. And then, like, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but like, when we were, I'll be very vague just in case. When we were at Clive's, you were talking about a special kind of dumpster that like <laughs> was an all in one. Do, yeah. do you want to, or do you want to talk about that or no?
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, so one of the things he talked about that I was just like, holy crap, this is the guy I want to do business with. And like, also, holy crap, I wish I had money to invest in this guy's business was. He talked about, like, party dumpsters. So, like, because we, we also talked about uh, doing uh, lead gen for, like, um, portable toilets and, like, those executive, like, portable toilet things and stuff, too. Yeah. Which is, there's a lot of money in that. Um, But you were talking about, like, an all-in-one dumpster, like, a party dumpster that, like, you would drop off a dumpster. Like, say, say Nate was having, like, a Super Bowl party and he was having all of his friends over. You would drop off this dumpster that obviously came with a dumpster, but it had like a toilet built into it with also like a bar and like that was stocked and like all those things. And then like when you were done, you just put all the trash in the dumpster and you pick it all up and take it with you. It's mm-hmm. so like you just basically put it down. People have a party. You pick it up and leave. Yep. And I was just like, holy brilliance, Batman.
2: That is one of the worst things you, when you have a party is the, the cleanup. cleanup.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I was just like, oh. I was like that like so seriously, like I uh I'm I'm getting like like little goosebumps right now, just remembering back to the conversation because I was just like, holy cow, this is what my friend was talking about. Like, this is the businessman, like Mm -hmm. the guy that understands business. So and the way pipeline, the way your brain works, man. Like I can't I'm I'm just like humbled that I get to even just like be a part of it, like just to see it or just to like help it, even though it hasn't worked exactly the way we've wanted it to. Just to be a piece of it has been nothing, just amazing.
2: (laughs) Nope. The sooner you learn that, the better. Because if you're gonna be an entrepreneur, nothing works as you want it to.
0: Yeah. But if you
1: wanted to talk more about them party dumpsters, I think that's gonna be the what takes me to the moon. I really do, and I've kind of noticed. Other than that, there's no lack in partying in Kansas. No. (laughs) Well, there's nothing else to do. do. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: it. Like everybody. Like the, the the best thing you have going for you that I found is is everybody so nobody wants to be that like al- like alcoholic where I'm drinking alone, so everyone looks for any everybody's socially, alcoholics together yeah any socially acceptable reason to drink right oh it's my third wedding anniversary hey everyone come over to my house let's party you know like everyone's looking for like that socially acceptable reason to get together and and drink alcohol which not necessarily my jam but yeah, there's but- a market for it. So how how would you structure that? Like how big would it be? Like what what's your mind's eye for it? I mean I don't know if you want to give, I mean I don't want anybody to, like steal your idea kind of thing. But
1: I don't know if anybody'd want to do that much work. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's oh my gosh I love this it's, guy. It's a process um, to to even just think about, but um, basically scale it off of a twenty foot dumpster uh and make it to where the the actual usable space is the twenty foot and then in the front you would have your bathroom system in the front um and do a cutout wall with you know like in a in a construction trailer um like a side door that you can lock up inside and you know there's there's multiple different versions uh like have games inside uh for people that don't drink and you know have like a different game um for certain occasions like pop out stuff that like you can attach and detach and
0: hmm. kind of so, like like inflatables or something like that even yeah or? but
1: i mean like uh, on the level if you're going to talk about the drinking side of it you could do pong and, and darts and mm-hmm, but um make it to where it's you know
0: a few people at a yeah. time or like it, cornhole, you know, those kind of things in with it as well. Yeah,
1: and then you just have a very – I mean, this dumpster's six foot tall, you know, six, eight feet tall. Then you just have a back portion that's, you know, three to five feet deep, eight feet tall, and all of your party trash is going to fit right there. I mean, that's going to have to be a really big party to, to <laughs> fill up that space. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's – You that's, haven't partied
0: with Nate yet. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't partied with anybody, so <laughs> – but, well, you got to fit that somewhere in the time, right? Yeah, no, but
1: uh, <laughs> no, no, but yeah. So the idea is to do different versions of that. Um, so obviously, not everyone throws bashes that include alcohol. Yeah, that's just for sure. not a thing. Even weddings and your your oh, I don't know. I would I would say some of the children's activities that you know your birthday parties and stuff like that and um especially in the summertime but i mean there's a big part of this area that literally does not touch alcohol so right you know you can you can provide this this dumpster that does so much for your party you know um
2: i don't know if i'd call it a dumpster but (laughs)
1: maybe i was
0: just gonna call it like packing party there you wow. go, but yeah, kind of like the old the, the pack and plays for your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because they because so, Stefan just went to this, and I didn't even know it was a thing—the White Trash Bash. Oh boy! And they have one every fall and every spring, I guess. Is that what they? Oh, okay. And I guess he went to it this weekend. Yeah, because he 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 was in Casey's, and I was standing over by the beer cooler. Was he in um, his, uh,
2: his Daisy
0: Dukes. uh no i don't i don't remember that um but like everybody was like were you at a bonfire and i could smell him from the beer cooler and he was standing at the cash register and like he smelled crazy like bonfire so that was where he was at was white trash bash and so like that would be another thing where you could probably even set probably several of those kind of things at something like that
1: oh yeah for big events 100 percent i think that's where the where the money's going to come in is, you know, I mean, you could make it a lot nicer too. I mean, not just porta potties. You could have that front of the dumpster. Like, all right, this is actually decent. I'm not yeah. sitting in a port. You can have it
0: look at, you can have it look like those executive toilets, like on the outside, you know, basically it's just all what they call that, what fascia or whatever you call that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm the computer guy, not the, you know, put, put nuts and bolts and things guy. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, so, I mean, you can make it, but I, I mean, and I even was kind of like trying to picture it in my mind's eye, cause I'm like, are you going to have like a male and a female or just like, just like a unisex, like one bathroom. There you go. You've got a, a bathroom.
1: They're eight foot wide. So you'd have four foot on both sides. Yeah. yeah I think that would work better. Um, and I'm not, I'm not kidding. I have, I have this drawn up and it is had quite the, quite the process. And I actually have the ability to roll it out um, if I want to. You guys both know I'm going through some fun
0: times. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I I guess like what has how's it felt like each time you keep getting kicked because you've been kicked like several times. Yeah. And like so how how does that feel? How do how's your brain not say like enough's enough? Because I think most people would just in your instance like okay this is not meant to be I'm just gonna close up shop and leave. Like how how do you just keep kicking keep going? Well, it's fuel.
1: It's just fueling me. I mean. I know that I'm doing something right if I'm running into problems. That's how I've always that's how I've always looked at everything. I mean, you get more and more I guess the more problems you have, the better you're doing to me.
0: I mean, like Can you elaborate on that?
1: Well, I mean, if you're out pushing like this and you're running into situations that are kicking you down, it means somebody doesn't want it to happen. And you're just going to go and go and well, In my instance, I'm just going to go and go and go and prove wh- why that situation was good for, you know, how I've, I guess, the journey, you know. Um, the more
2: trucks you put on the road, the more tires you're going to have to change kind of deal, you know. I mean, as you grow, you're going to, they may not all be big problems, but you're going to have more you problems, than, problems. Just
0: exchange your
1: problems problems. Just because of
2: sheer volume, you know.
1: Well, and I mean, I guess I'm more or less talking about the, the craziness, like the wear and tear problems. Yes, that's, that's easy. Un- yeah. Unbelievably annoying. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the people problems, you know, that's, 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 that's that just or, gives me, or so, the land problems. <laughs> yeah. It gives me so much fire. Like, okay, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna get another idea. And push further and push harder because there's like, I don't know. Basically, if anything, if if you can put your mind to it and 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 go, I feel like nothing's going to stop you. To me, like I would agree. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, and I and it's true across all work.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: I mean, whether if you're gonna do a dumpster company or you're gonna open up a Retail boutique, you know, like if you put your mind to it and you're disciplined and you stick to your guns on things, like you can grow, but you've got to stay on the path.
0: So, if I could just maybe rephrase a little bit of what you're saying is, is you see those obstacles and those things of, of being kicked down not as failures, but as opportunities. Would that be like you have an opportunity to maybe pivot and go here or? change this and do that or push on through here. Okay, and I
1: actually kind of put that into an ex- success category. I mean, that means you're doing something good. Okay. That's really how I feel about it. You know, I have a lot of pushback on some things. I mean, for instance, the racetrack. You know, um, that's that's gone wild. And I don't really understand why. I'm still going to put one in.
0: Yeah, it, <laughs> my guess would be it's just the human condition in general. Um, I see it with a coworker. Uh, it's kind of that. It's always been this way. I I like it this way. I don't like anything new. I don't like. Want, I don't want change. I don't want to see, you know. And I think that that's that's probably what it is. And you know, that mindset is like I, I found. With that mindset is you just got to do it. You just got to do it because you're never going to get their acceptance because it's life is all about perspective versus perception and so like your perception of life is from your specific sets like so your perception of life is different than mine i had to leave it to beaver childhood you know two present parents like lifted me up gave me like paid for my stuff only child etc you know so my perspective on life is different than your perspective um and or perception excuse me so where where you have to get is like trying to get people to see it from like their perspective and like, why do you not want this change? And so it's like, but I have perspective as well of why this is a good thing. And I found that I just have to do it. Like I find, and sometimes it's gotten me in trouble, you know, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is permission on things. And I just do it. Um, and not like anything illegal or immoral, but just uh, do it. And then once you do it, people kind of go, Oh, Oh, okay. That's not so bad. You know, or wow, I didn't realize it was gonna be like that or whatever. Because if you try to get everybody else's like permission to do things, like you're never gonna accomplish anything at all. Like everybody wants things to be comfort and similar and the same and like not changing and then and then like my world is a big happy place. And for you that would be absolutely maddening. <laughs> Progress
1: think. is not made that way. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's like ninety ten though. I mean, if, as long as you got 50% of people that want to see it, those people that have the problem with it, they'll probably still be involved eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. when you're talking about some of the stuff that I, like, I mean, there is nothing to do at all here. I mean, really, there is not a thing going on. Except to drink. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> AKA party dumpsters. <laughs> right.
1: But I mean, like just the light bulb effect on everything. I mean, if you have a problem with noise, well, I'm not going to bother you at those hours. This isn't going to be happening at those hours. Yeah. I know what happens when the sun goes down. So you'll probably be here. Said person, you know, and uh, you know, the kickback is, is, is great. I think I don't like it. I don't like it in the instance that I, uh, in what I'm in right now, because I definitely do not want to, uh, change my, my mindset to find something new, but still going to do it, you know? And it like, I, I just think it's good. I really do. I think, I think the pushback is just super good for me. And I say for me, because I don't think anybody else would think that.
0: (laughs) Well, it's, it's fuel for the fire. I mean, if, and, and, and if I'm, if I'm extrapolating wrong here, let me know. You know, I see it as, you know, your your mom was telling you from what you told us here on the podcast, like, you know, that you, you're never, you know, you're not going to mount anything. You're not going to do those things. You're not like, so when people tell you that you're like, I've heard this before <laughs> yeah. and all you're doing is just putting law lo- more logs on the fire.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I she so told, she you. told, she told me to, that I was going to be a, a bagger at Walmart. That's, that was going to be my profession, you know, and look where I am now, mom. So. Walmart doesn't even have baggers anymore. Yeah. It's not even, it's not even possible.
0: <laughs> okay. How about this? How about you? You're the guy that pushed the carts back inside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, um. so I guess, I guess, do, do you want to maybe like share the plans of what you have for what you want to do in Rice County? I mean, right now, obviously, I mean, guess let's, so we talked about Johnson off. We haven't talked about uh and you know. Feed and well, feed and farm or farm and feed? Feed and farm. Feed and farm. Yeah. Um, we haven't talked about storage. Yeah. Uh, we haven't talked about racetrack, really. I mean, you kind of brought that up a little bit. So do you want to talk about those and kind of like what you have going on in Rice County and let people know like what your mind's eye is? Because, you know, if, if anybody's listening, you know, they'll be able to kind of go, oh, okay. You know, whereas they might not have that chance to really have the sit down with you. And the thing that I've, I've found in small town America is... They're going to be like, oh, he wants to do, uh, you know, nighttime dirt races while everybody's sleeping and on a weekday. And, you know, he's just going to like be serving, you know, like all of the people are going to be driving drunk and they're going to, you know, like that. That's what's going to happen. So can you give it from your perspective of what you want and what you want to bring to the area and what you're bringing to the area and all your businesses?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I I want to put in an events complex. Um and really, really give people something to do every weekend, at least while the weather's good. And even past that, too. I mean, I'd like to have, you know, a summer bash and uh, a harvest festival, or I don't want to call it that, but, you know, a fall festival. Yeah. Um, and, you know, have community events for everyone to come to. Uh, so, and I mean, I've, I've had quite a few people that want to, uh, do other things that I haven't even thought about. I mean RC cars and um mud runs and uh dog poles and just crazy, crazy things. And, and people want it. I mean, and I don't really know where they're where they are going for those things right now. I mean, I know that Wichita and Kansas City offer quite a bit, but as far as our area, there's a there's a need for a lot of things. Um,
2: but there has been like mud runs and stuff in Rice County in the past, but a lot of it's that deal of people, um, they start it and then they get bored with it and they kind of take their eyes off of that business, you know, and then what happens then goes downhill. Yeah. And, And so there, there's been that people have not stayed disciplined enough in these businesses to keep them rolling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, the big idea behind that is to just have something that people don't have to drive forever, you know, mm-hmm. and I mean, I know tons of people that I talk with they're all leaving every weekend to go do something. Well, why don't we have something to do in Rice County? Yep. You know, Uh and that, that fits right in with C&E um, and um, the aspirations for that, Uh putting in the farmer's market and there's no no small time feed store within 50 miles and um you got your big your big box stores and the the co-ops and um giving giving people a way to, to um i guess the big scheme of it is is getting producers the ability to sell their product every day rather than go and spend the time every weekend so that was, that was huge to be able to put a store together to, you know, have goods available every day. Um, and we do have a little bit of that in Rice County right, right now, but, you know, um, on a, on a bigger spectrum, throwing together a huge farmer's market in the good weather months and having activities involved with those so that, the whole family wants to come to the farmers market rather than, oh, uh, mom wants to go to the farmers market. You know,
2: yeah. It's, I don't even think it has to be the, the nicer months, mm-hmm. because we actually had one of our best markets down in Wichita over the weekend. I mean, it was nice, but typically this isn't like a a nice weather month. You know, yeah. And they do them all the way
1: up till the weekend before Christmas, and then yeah. they take two months off. But yeah, January and February don't. I I I definitely wouldn't want to do anything in January and February. No, especially
0: outside. Yeah.
1: Um, so that all, you know, it all kind of fits in together. The needs of the area are, you know, they're, they're pretty big. I mean, we, uh, Rice County lacks in a lot. So um, that's kind of the idea. And, and with that property that we purchased, it was going to all be able to be in one spot and kind of the idea behind it was a central hub for activity and uh kind of a one-stop shop in a way um to integrate a spot for everyone not just oh mom wants to go do this you know oh dad can go see (laughs) truck pulls and tractor pulls and have car shows and everything like that and then you know it's a it's a pretty decent sized piece of land and um being able to have have semis park and and parking for, for people's boats and RVs and and everything like that. I mean, it just all kinda flows together. Um so but those those ideas aren't gonna go away. And we are gonna be able to do about sixty percent of everything from our new property, but just not in the way that I had originally planned, but I will find that spot.
0: Yeah. Well, and you're doing storage out there too. So what's, what's the storage going to be like? What are you offering?
1: Uh, so we'll have some big overhead storage, uh, for RVs and, and, um, semis and tractors and, uh, covered. And then 40 parking spots for anybody that needs to park something that they don't have room for. And some overnight parking for your, travelers RVs and semis, semis and, and yeah, you know,
0: yeah well and and so like the the outdoor storage specifically like you really don't care what people put there right like it could be a storage unit I mean it's not it's not like a storage unit that's what you think of like with a rolling the garage door kind of yeah. thing but you could stick old cars out there or you know yeah. junk or you know whatever you want as long as you're fitting it within your parking spot right
1: yeah and I mean the on the junk side that that would be really nice to not have but if you want to pay sure (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i mean there there's a few rules being integrated within the county maybe trying to clean up some so that might happen but yeah i mean if we had 250 parking spots uh, (laughs) we'd have more room for that you know right so but yeah um yeah fill in needs for sure um I uh, would have liked to put a truck stop in. That would have been a good spot for one. Yeah,
0: I agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because it, 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 I was thinking about that. Like, you know, I, you got the one in like McPherson and the one in Hutch, you know, and I'm like, but that's kind of like, I can't think of anything. You would know more than me. You travel more. What What is west of Lyons truck stop wise? Dodge City? Is that the closest?
1: Yeah. I mean, you've got. You got some bigger co
0: ops. But
2: Great Bend and Ellsworth or Ellenwood, but no
1: actual trucks. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say, but I'm talking like a loves like style big truck stop or something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Dodge City, yeah. Huh.
0: So I mean you were kind of out or there in no Hayes. man's land. Yeah. Huh. Um so I guess I guess uh where where do you kind of go from here? What's what's next steps right now? I guess like what's on the what's on the Hot and hot and burning on the fires right now. Uh,
1: getting more involvement with our with our store for sure. Uh, getting everybody that wants to be in there, as well as bringing in more and more products on our end. Um, I want to build up Johnson Roll off to um, twice to three times what it is right now by spring. So. I have a plan integrated to hustle some, some, some big work out. Uh, I've got a lot of, I got a lot of irons in the fire with Johnson off. and it really, really doesn't just compile with Roloffs. I'm going to hit the, hit the dirt pretty hard. There's a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts with dirt work right now. Um, so I definitely have a lot of irons that are about 70 percent, 75 percent ready to rock and roll, um, which will also include getting to 100 dumpsters. Um, And, you know, from the start of it, it wasn't ever going to be just dumpsters. I can't imagine ever just running dumpsters. So but it's it's just going to keep on going, going, going Uh, by the end of next year, you know, 250 dumpsters and hopefully. I mean, I'm not a hoper, so I shouldn't have said that. Uh, <laughs> Hold on a second. There you yeah, go. <laughs> yeah. Um looking to to be super hot and heavy with the with the equipment and going crazy with trucking and and dirt work and demolition and everything. Um but gotta gotta keep on pushing for it. You know. I'm a I'm a doer. I can't believe I just said that word. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, um, you know, if we go back to the like the feed store I'm wanting to be more involved in that, um, the he does have the he does have a website. It's cefeed.store, and you can go to the website. And you can kind of see what it's about, see what the farmers market about, the feed store is about, but then you can also contact them if you want to. You know, if you're if you're like a, a High Point Farms and you have your honey and you want to sell your honey there you know you can reach out to Colin and you know and his family and say hey I want to I want to sell my product there and then you can you know you can move it on a more daily you know daily basis versus every weekend or something it kind of is it basically kind of like a consignment kind kind of thing is that how it's how you guys do it
1: as of right now we've got like three consignors. Okay, we, we have bought almost every product oh, that's, okay. that's in there, but that's not the intention. I got you. It's definitely gotcha. to, um, we're still looking for meat producers, dairy, um, and as well as all the artisans. I mean, there's a lot of artisans in Rice County. That, I mean, whatever you make from home and whatever you do from home, let's get it in there. Let's get it selling every day instead of on the weekend. Um, that's, I mean, I really, really, the, the push for that store is hopefully more um more than what that building can handle so yeah you know, yeah and we have we have uh we have just enough space to build another one so that would be
0: prime you know actually built for for what what we're doing yeah. You know? And that building is deceptively large. Like I did not realize how big it was until we were in it the other day. Yeah. And it's a really nice building too. We I could also it. we could also
1: have have a major, major remodel and definitely make it yeah, making something special. So
0: Well and, and also aren't you doing office space out there too? Like if anybody wants an office space, are you still doing that?
1: Yeah, office space. Uh, I currently have a, a big bay available as well.
0: 30, for like a mechanic or something like that. Yeah,
1: thirty by sixty bay with floor drain and it's got its own bathroom and private office and everything. So about uh, two twenty uh, electric and yeah, have that available on um three office spaces currently. So haven't haven't had a lick of interest. <laughs> but it's available.
0: Yeah. So. and then so when it comes to the storage side of things um, we recently just kind of got this done but it's uh, the JR storage and it's just just like it sounds storage.store and then uh, you can go in there and look under you know like the different storage solutions and kind of pick you know what you want and and you will know, book it from book it from the website and you'll get it get it all taken care of uh, on the website as well as contact and ask any questions stuff like that so I would say on both the feed store uh, and the storage store, um if i remember correctly the uh the super amazing fast high point farms internet is taking a minute to load the site but <laughs> i remember for sure on the feed store that colin's phone number is on there um uh and it's also on the storage website too so you can you know there's a form there that you can reach out and, and email to but i know colin you know you're on the road a lot you always tell me if you get a question like call that's probably the the yeah. best way yeah, because texting and driving, or emailing and driving, is not the advisable way to do things. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, so there's those different options. So like, there's like the covered storage out there for like your RVs and your boats, and or even if you're an over-the-road trucker and you want your truck to be covered, or you know, or trailer or whatever your truck, probably your truck, truck, yeah, uh, to be Ooh. covered. You know, you can you can do that
1: unless you didn't have a tarp with you and it's
0: gonna rain. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, so it's one of those things of, uh, it's just, it's just interesting to see what you're bringing to the area, you know, and, and, and how your mind works and you're like seeing all of these like voids and you're just like, okay, I'm going to fill that. And I'm going to fill that. And I'm going to fill that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot slower than I'd like it to be. Um, and. That's one That's one thing that I have to get used to with, with this. Hey, you shit. said
2: you wanted to slow down, moving out to Sterling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not going to happen. But, so, <laughs> so.
0: but on the flip side, I mean, you already, you do have a lot of things going on. So, I mean, it's not like, it's slow in the sense of you're sitting twiddling your thumbs. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just maybe not progressing. I, I know that feeling. I know that feeling very well, at, at least in my business. I'm like, man, I wish it was. I had like plans that it was beginning to be doing this and it's not. I'm like, ah,
1: that's yeah, that's one thing that, uh, I hear from multiple individuals that I talk with here in the area is you need to figure out how to deal with the pace. Cause the pace is not your pace. Um, that's hard. That's hard to, you know, that's, that's a, actually I struggle with it daily because I want to move and move and move and nobody's on my schedule. Yes. You know, um, so that's a, that's a definitely a big struggle for me. Um, actually the biggest struggle is I can't move in the way that I want to move.
0: Well, and that's like the, when I, I text you the other day when I was having those struggles with the storage site that I was telling you about that I was like, like, you know, come on, like we need to get this done. And, and, and like, cause I'm like, like we need to get this done. We need to get this done. We need to get this done. You know? And I'm like, come on, let's go. We need to get this done. And i and like you said, it's, Like, and I can't, I can't have the expectation that, you know, the per, the person's not the business owner. Like they, they're not invested in it. Like they're not going to have that same drive and work ethic and like Mm -hmm. vision and everything like that. Yeah. Same thing with the people that are, you know, customers or investors or, you know, insert whatever it is that your business needs. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you were having to, from, from what I, when you were getting like the appraisal done on that property, you were having to pay double just to get people to come do it.
1: That was my idea. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, it was going to be December before I could get an appraisal, which I mean, that doesn't, that would never, ever work for me. <laughs> you know, I, I actually spent the time and found appraisers myself and you know, went ahead of it because I, I'm not going to sit around for even three weeks. And we just finally told him, "We'll pay you double and get you out here this week. Can you do it?" And then we ended up working out.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, what what's that that adage? The good, fast, and quick. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't have or good, fast, and cheap. Good, fast, and cheap. You can't have all three. Yeah. So yeah. you you had you had the you had the good and the fast. So it wasn't cheap, sort of.
1: I mean, it wasn't fast like I was. <laughs>
0: Can you be here in an hour? <laughs> I
1: think it was a Monday that we made the plan, and he didn't get out there until like Thursday, and I was unbelievably annoyed. You know, <laughs> um, but I mean, it's I, I I can't stop it. I can't stop that with any of it. I mean, I I'm easy, and like I call Nate uh quite a bit. Uh, just like, hey, uh, when's this going to happen? <laughs> and I I mean, to the point where if I have to do it, I'm going to do it, you know, because I just I can't handle it. Like sitting here right now, I'm like, can't stop moving, you know, and it's just something that's always been, you know, um, and I've got to get better with learning that people do not move in this In this way,
0: I'm glad I'm not the only one that feels that way. Do you ever feel that way? Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't don't know. I've had to back myself off, especially trying to manage people. Yes,
2: especially trying to manage people. That's that's the difficult part.
0: Um. So at least we're all on the same page there. I'm just like I'm like come on, like this is not rocket surgery. Like can you just do the thing? Like I just need you to do the thing. Like Mm -hmm. that's what I struggle with so much. And again, I think everybody's just nice and happy in their comfort and their convenience and that's all they really want
2: well and it's not necessarily that it's like their way's a bad way it just doesn't align with the way that i do things you know
0: yeah fair i don't know i mean it's bad for your business (laughs) in your mind's eye
2: i mean you could you could learn from the way that they're doing things too like it just depends
0: depends on the circumstance when i can learn how to not do shit
2: well i mean if you put it that way
0: I don't know. That's just the way I see it. It's just, it's frustrating to me. It's like, I just need the thing done. Can we just do the thing? Like, whatever it is. That's just my, my mm-hmm. thought process. I'm not trying to like bag on anybody that's not an entrepreneur or is not like wanting to do business, but like, especially when I'm paying for something and like I want it done, like I, I want to try, it. I'm like, okay, I paid for this thing. Like, can you now do the thing? And that's what I struggle with. So.
1: Well. If you take it to Nate's perspective, um, managing people, I had, at one point in time, I had 65 people that I had to run. And I mean, the difference in character, uh, to run those people rather than just do it yourself is, is unbelievable. I mean, I'm sure there's many times that Nate's just like, I'd rather just do this myself, but it's impossible. And it's also like, I get to those moments and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do this
2: myself because these guys need to learn this, you know? And if it's not learned this time, like, I'm not going to put myself in a position where I have to do this every time, you know? So I've got to be able to put someone in that position that I can trust. And finding those people that you trust is it can be difficult um but you know i I look at that as like building the culture and everything and it we can go down a whole nother rabbit hole with all that but
1: yeah yeah i uh, the the difference in me with a team and me by myself is so so different but i uh, one thing that i can grasp is no one is like me yeah so I, I, I understand that you know um, but I've been told multiple times throughout my career that you know your pushiness your drive is very hard to deal with you know so and I mean you you kind of you kind of think about that a lot when you're talking about employees I mean if I'm intimidating to an employee then I need to take it down you know mm-hmm. I need to
0: take it down a notch well, I mean, I think you've acknowledged that several times. I mean, you did on the car ride here, as well as like what you told me your expectations of somebody that you would hire. Like I don't expect you to be me. Like that's not right. the expectation. Right. You know, I just need a little bit of help. I just need you to free up some time in my day so I can be me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um even and, if that means it's only twenty hours of work. I mean that's but it.
2: defining clear expectations for those people is very important because like, us, like, we set expectations in our head and we go do it, you know? It's like a lot of people are trained to have those expectations set for them. And if they're not put in place, <laughs> then they're just going to do their own thing, you know?
0: Which, in that comfort and convenience, usually is a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. just my experience. You probably have more experience than that than me.
1: Well, I mean, technically, in a labor aspect, I mean, you can't. You can't hardly get anybody to labor anymore. So, I mean, you, and, and giving them an expectation that it's also driven off of their pay and they think my pay is this and I will do this and that's that. If you think you want more from me, then I'm going to, I'm going to need a little bit more. Yeah. No one's, no one's building off of, I
2: mean. A lot of people think they need to get a raise and then they fulfill those expectations. Yeah. You know, Andy talked about it. He's like, I want you to come to me and ask for a raise and make it to where I cannot say no to you, Mm -hmm. you know, because you're that valuable to the company. And I think that's, I think we can all agree that like that's the point we're at. It's like
1: people's mindsets are just flipped on that pay scale deal. Yeah. 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 I mean, you have to, you have to be doing the work already. I mean, if you expect to yes. have more, you better be already doing it.
0: There's going to be a lot of people listening to this podcast that are going, no, nah. mm. you know, uh, no, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Like, yeah. you do you, boo-boo. Like, I'm not sitting here telling you you're like this worthless person. But like, And you probably won't get just, hired
2: by any three of us. I was going to say, <laughs> that's just not
0: how it works. That is not how it works. You know, and, and every time that I've gone in to get a raise, I've gotten it. Mm-hmm. And I, And I'm not saying that from like a pompous standpoint. But I've done my best to do what Seth Godin puts in his book of being a linchpin. Like, I've done my best to just be that linchpin. That you're, you're the linchpin that holds the cog in place. And you're indispensable. We can't do it without you. And, and that's not to say that I'm so pompous that I sit over here. That Sterling Police Department can't operate without Nick Sowers. Not what I'm saying. But it's one of those things of, like, for instance, if you hired Colin. And you said, Colin, go do A, B, C. He's probably also going to do D, E, and F. Yeah. And that's what, like, that's what you're looking for. That's amazing. Like, I want to keep you, and I'm going to do whatever I can to keep you. <laughs> you know, you're probably not going to keep somebody like Colin, to be honest. Like, he's going to go do his own thing because he wants to be his own boss. And okay. and and not to mention, he's going to grow and do his own thing, like, beyond what you had in your mind's eye.
1: Well, but, if I could give a little perspective on that, I would actually work with Nate and Brandon. Uh like on a, a Oh shit. A real note. No, <laughs> no I, I've already had that conversation with them, you know. Um I, like I told you on the way over here, um, me working with Trident and being asked to work for other establishments that we won't speak of. Um I would do it. I'll find I'd find a situation where I could I could put in that little bit more time, you know, that six or twelve or fifteen hours if i if i had them you know right but i can also put that into a schedule and make it happen you know me spending 50 hours on trident this week is almost unbelievably impossible
0: you know but (laughs) could do that all the time no
1: but i i did it and if i didn't want to i wouldn't you know and like i don't know i'd almost you know in in these circumstances I would, I would so work for people still, you know, I really would, but it's just in that same realm. Like, do you want to, do you want to build the integrity or do you want to sit back and do the, do the minor or the, the least amount that you can possibly do and still get to the pinnacle, you know? Um, but my pinnacle is very high, so. I can I can do a lot of things to get there. Mel Everstein got nothing on me. <laughs> <laughs> I say it, it ain't no hill for a high stepper.
0: So yeah, right. Well, what we think. Think was that as bad as you thought it was going to be?
1: No, I can
0: <laughs> I can talk
1: and talk and talk about all this. You know, it's I mean I,
2: we're the same way. That's why we do it every week. Yeah,
1: yeah. I uh. I, I, I love to um, be able to have someone in the vehicle. I'm sure Nate was like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he just
2: looks over. it's like, oh, Nate's asleep now. <laughs> yeah, like, was
0: that because of my talking or because he's tired? <laughs> yeah. Well, it could have been mixture. <laughs> uh, you d- You just need to give him some of the tobacco and Celsius uh, – Elixir. I'm
1: proud of him for not having any sort of tobacco
0: in his life. That's impressive, especially sure. in in the construction world. <laughs> Speaking of which, I really want to smoke another Stogie. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, you guys made that like how how many hours was that trip that you guys made? Because you guys did like which one. Oh well, wow, there's been more than one. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did you, you gonna, did the Missouri one. Said uh, you said
1: you're gonna you're gonna talk to Nate about the Louisiana one. I don't think you guys actually talked about okay.
0: it. Okay, we got to hear the story about the Louisiana trip. <laughs> so you load up in the truck with Colin and
2: and we drove. What was it?
0: 14 hours. It's supposed to be 12. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think it was 14. Actually, I looked at Google. It's like 10 hours. It's like, oh, I can be back and go drink at the beer garden. The next evening. That didn't happen at all. <laughs> <laughs> it went from I mean we get down there and um we went to the hotel that night, right? Or do we go look at the truck first?
1: Oh, if you're talking about Louisiana, we didn't do that, remember? Not to Louisiana. Remember, we drove straight through. We did? Yeah. Oh, okay. You're mixing Missouri in. Yeah. Because we got the hotel and then 15 minutes later I Yeah. 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 It was, it was only a
2: seven, only a seven hour drive there. Yeah. Maybe eight drove there. We at checked the into the hotel the and yeah, like, I mean, we left Sterling at like five. Yeah. Checked into the hotel, <clears throat> laid down in bed, getting ready to go to sleep. And this guy calls Colin. He's like, Hey, we're done. You guys want to come look at the truck? I'm like, okay. <clears throat> we'll go look at the truck and we will, uh, just bring him back to the hotel if he buys it and, We'll sleep for a few hours and then drive back when we get there. And the truck was a pile of shit. Didn't buy (laughs) the truck. And Colin, I could could tell on the drive back to the hotel that he just wanted to go. (laughs) I was like, do you just want to drive back? He's like, yeah. I was like,
0: okay, we can do that. (laughs) We drove straight on back. So, did they charge you for, like, the night's hotel and stuff still? Oh,
1: I didn't even talk to him. The guy was a little goofy, but I just figured, you know what? I mean, I got so much to do. I was not wanting to leave that that late that day, but it just kind of popped up that way. But, uh, yeah. I mean, that actually turned into quite the situation because we we did not make very good time. Mm -mm. No. I don't know why. Because we were empty, but. Yeah, the Louisiana run that was totally different, and that I mean, we had dumpsters and a truck on the tail of the the trailer hauling out to Louisiana, to and the then the armpit of America. <laughs> <laughs> Shreveport is an awful town. <laughs> and then you know the ride back was uh, something else, and I that's for Nate. Was that was that the ride back where you were driving the
0: truck
2: on the way? <laughs> yeah, back? I drove that green
1: Chevy that he's got. That hasn't really drove around
2: much. It's, that's the one you just sold, right? Yeah. <laughs> drove it all the way back. Which
0: is funny because it went back to Mississippi. Oh, uh, it so. was.
2: It, this truck, when we bought it, I mean, it was leaking <laughs> transmission oil. The air conditioner didn't work. Radio barely worked. Mirrors were falling off. Literally, <clears throat> I took duct tape and tried to hold mm. the mirrors so I could see. Um, we're driving through, uh, what's a big, Tulsa mm-hmm. at night. And I have no mirrors in four lanes of traffic. <laughs> 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 you want to talk about shit in your pants. Windows down, trying to stay cool. I'm just sweating the whole way back. And we get back at like
0: two in the morning to Sterling, I think. You say you had like the, the thing floored pretty much the whole time back.
2: Pretty much. And <clears throat> it was backfiring a little bit. I, I, I don't know. Colin probably can tell you why he was doing that. but
1: O2 sensor. Okay.
2: Well, it was just blowing smoke out like
1: crazy whenever it did just (laughs) fogging up the road and it was it was a fun trip (laughs) that was a no sleep one though that Mm -hmm. was yeah i didn't i didn't really expect nate to not want to sleep so we did it good deal yeah
2: i was uh six pack of celsius on the way back probably (laughs) at least and i didn't sleep when i got home for two hours because i was (laughs) waiting for the caffeine to
1: wear off yeah, my first run for Johnson-Roloff was gnarly. To to start Johnson-Roloff, that was 92 hours of no sleep. And that's me driving to Houston and then up to the armpit of America and then back to Kansas and then back to the armpit and then back to Kansas from the course of Thursday night to Monday morning. And then well, that- I still thought I was
0: going to go to work,
1: and I did go to work.
0: I tried it that morning, and then I... <coughs> Because that was when you were picking up all the dumpsters, like when you bought all the dumpsters, right?
1: Yeah, I was going to buy a, a business in uh, the one out by the – oh, Houston. Yeah. So I'm like 20 minutes from the ocean and this is just junk. And I I had spent quite a bit of time with the guy to – like I was checking out the truck and I went to the dump with him. He had a dumpster that he needed to dump, was in no way prepared for me whatsoever. But I'm fully, I'm coming down for seven dumpsters and a truck.
2: Neither was a guy in Louisiana, if we're going to be honest. <laughs> he wasn't even close to ready for you. We had to wait for like an hour for the truck to get there because he was changing the steer tires on it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These situations just happen all the time. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I looked at that truck and we drove in it. And of course, the landfill in Houston is like two-hour minimum, you're on the landfill. They have to pull you around because it's just a massacre of mud and sludge and dozers pulling you to where you need to dump and this, that, and the other. Well, I finally, I mean, I, I pretty much made up my mind when he drove in the driveway. But I was thinking, you know, this is a Cummins. I can I can do this in a flash. Like, I'll, I'll fix it. I'm just thinking, Colin, you're just starting out. Why do you want to do that? So we're going back to his house and I finally, I tell him, I'll take a couple dumpsters. Like, I don't even want, like the dumpsters were pretty well trashed too. So I told him, let's load up a couple dumpsters. Well, he has nothing there to load them with. So we back the the truck on the trailer and dump two dumpsters off with the truck on the trailer. (laughs) (laughs) And then I call Mr. Louisiana and uh, (laughs) at this point, I mean, it's it's probably 3 o'clock in the afternoon the next day. And I'm going to drive all the way to, it's called Houghton, Louisiana, from Houston. And he says, well, I'm going four-wheeling, but you can sure come get some dumpsters. So I make that trip, and I get some dumpsters. And then I told him, I want everything, but I can't do what I want to do without your equipment. Well, I didn't have anything to you know, move dumpsters around with. So he had a trailer and I got the dumpsters and then I turned around, went back again, no sleep, still going, you know, and go and get that. And then there is no lights whatsoever on this trailer. I mean, it was backed into, I mean, I don't even know what the wires are gone. Like it looks like a T-Rex just shredded this thing. (laughs) So, in the middle of a rainstorm, I rewire the trailer and get all new lights put on it. And I'm carrying, I think three, I'm carrying three or four dumpsters on this trailer all the way back from Louisiana.
0: Is this when the bridge thing happened? No, that's the
1: that's the next the next trip or sorry, two trips after that. I just kept on going back to Louisiana. I think there was eleven of them total. It wasn't it wasn't great. So you Ever. could have been a part of that. Yeah. 11 trips to Louisiana. If, if he went on that one, he'd never, ever want to see me again. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I
0: lost your number.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, it was, it was pretty bad. So I have a loaded gooseneck at home of dumpsters that I just drop. And I, I immediately turn around <clears throat> to go back and get the trailer and the, the most dumpsters I can fit on it. And get back unload the gooseneck and still go to work and then eventually the owner of that company says colin you are not working at my 95 hours at this point by the time i drive to hutchinson and sit down and i fall asleep while i'm talking to him but i'm gonna work
0: i'm gonna work I'm gonna work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, go home go to bed <laughs> i didn't no no I, I i made it to the truck door and then uh I was asleep until 4:30 that afternoon. That's all I remember. I remember opening
0: the door. Can you believe this guy got 9 hour 9 hours of sleep last night? It's crazy. He it has a beautiful thing. He can run. <laughs> <laughs> he can run for 3 days That's straight. what I told him. I said you're ready for the next like 48 hours. <laughs> he goes, "Yep." Yeah.
1: Yeah. I had I that I had a South Carolina run that almost went to a uh, number one spot over the Dallas or the Houston to Louisiana and Kansas. And then yeah, that whole run. Oh my goodness. I got caught. I've never seen a tornado in my life. Until so I, then? Yep. Yep. And I mean, I was going 30, 20 or 30 miles an hour for 500 miles through all these storms. Yeah. And It's Father's Day weekend and I'm getting home and nothing's going to stop me. And I just ran and ran and ran, but that one was like 82. So that one was rough. I, yeah. I'd be uh, dead on the side of the road
0: somewhere. I was going to say. Gonna I, think, I think this guy's a cyborg. <laughs> I don't think he actually Freaking sleeps. Robot. Yeah, he, he just tells us he does.
1: Well, you know, I do hit that 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 moment, and I am not happy whenever I get that tired. I mean,
0: it's it's not a pretty sight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you looked pretty tired in the cafe the other day because that was like the forty eight, and then like three hours, wasn't it? Like two or three hours. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I did not feel good at all yesterday.
0: I was say when you walked in the cafe, I was like, "Oof!" I was like, "Man, you look so beat." Yeah,
1: yeah. And then i I put on my presentation for my for my new employee, and I don't think he was super excited about it either. But at least he's going to come to work. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> at least he wasn't completely off put
2: by it. Yeah, like, you don't expect me to work forty eight hours straight, do you? <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah. So
1: yeah, that's
0: how it is with Colin. Well, you know, we're definitely going to have to have you back on the podcast sometime to kind of see where you're at and like where you progressed and like what's next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can get a little bit more perspective
1: on the early years of Colin too. There's a lot to talk about with me. <laughs> but,
0: you know, I, I kind of wanted to get into that, but I didn't. Well, number one, we're at two hours right now. But number two, like I wasn't sure what all you were comfortable with sharing there. That's like what the, the few doors that you did open. I did kind of, you know, venture back down the, them a little bit, but I wasn't exactly sure what you were comfortable with sharing in the the public space i'm a pretty open book
1: yeah yeah
0: we've had some really good conversations i have to admit you know the times that you do i guess i guess slow down would be the wrong word but like you know we've we've sat and had some really good deep conversations and
1: i stood and talked to you for (laughs) how long was i I think we were were that was
0: a stupid move too because i totally
1: could have gone to bed I don't know why I did that. I don't know. We were there for like two, two and a half hours. Maybe that, that felt just like for, That felt like forever. And of course, I'm cold. Damn, man,
0: conversation with me is forever. Shit, it flew by for me, but whatever. Okay. I'd rather be
1: sleeping. No, it, it felt like forever. But what I'm trying to get at is like that situation. I couldn't go to bed then because I was out in the. I had a t-shirt on that night, and I could not get my brain to shut down. And then I ended up. Yeah, it was just kind of like Friday night. Like that right, was.
0: That was when you got the bad news about the land and like we were just talking that over and then it went further from there, you know, like into your personal life and everything like that. It went nasty. (coughs) Yeah. I wouldn't say nasty. That's, I don't know. I just, I like hearing people's stories. I mean, that's like, I think this podcast is more therapy for me than it is anyone else. You know, I just enjoy hearing that, getting the perspective and just seeing people succeed and what they've overcome and what they're overcoming and stuff like that. So. And it does help. People that listen
2: to, you know, like we started from the beginning. If we can help one person with a story, you know, like if your story helps one person, then it was all worth it. You know,
0: who knows? There might be some, you know, we have some teenagers that listen to the show of maybe they're going through the exact same thing where their parents are beating them into the dirt. And they're like, whoa, Like maybe I could be like that guy. I could do this. You know,
1: we could go crazy with something like that because. That's that's one thing. Whenever I say if I got somebody dealing with something, I won't even bring up my life, but I will give them tools to get over it. You know, mm-hmm. because I mean, it's it's rough. Uh, I mean, I haven't overcome everything. Obviously, yeah. that's why I'm so crazy. That's why you guys think <laughs> I'm an animal. Because <laughs> I mean, I I the work is what you know keeps keeps it moving. You know, <clears throat> yeah. my brain doesn't have to have to think about. Childhood. Stuff. Yeah. And yep. hmm. never goes away. Yeah. That's a fair point. Maybe think about it like that. Well, that's something that those listeners can, can relate to mm-hmm. because I mean, you won't ever let go. I mean, the big thing for my situation and my mother is I can't stop my brain from, and my heart from competing for approval it's not that i think about it i don't think hey i'm proving you wrong i just it's stuck it, it so engraved engrained. itself yep and i it it's you do it on an it's it's normal and you don't even think about yeah, it
0: it's like breathing you yeah just, just do it
1: yeah and then when you do sit down in a conversation like this that's what brings it out but you're like i say she did this to me she made me who i am Well, I can't even, I I mean, I can't even say that I really even think about it by myself. I just go and go and go. And then when you really get down to talking to guys like you, then that's when it comes out and you're like, this is why. You know, I had, uh, you talk, you talk to people about it and you're just like, oh, well, there's the craziness.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I I just, I I guess... I don't know that crazy be the word that me personally use. I mean, like I I think it is sometimes hard for me to understand because it just like I, I, that my mindset's not where yours is and not that that's a bad thing. Um, I mean, we definitely have some commonalities, but, um, I don't know. Like some people see it as crazy or off-putting or, you know, um, I've heard some people tell me like, that, you know, you've got like some lofty goals, almost in the sense of like, he'll never get that. Like, that's the undertone that you're like hearing in it. And I, and I'm just like, you know, I'm like, if there's anybody that's going to accomplish that, it's going to be him. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what I tell those people. Like, they've never come out and said it, but it's like you said, like, you can kind of feel like what they're feeling or, you know, what they're, they're saying without saying.
1: You were third person. You were talking third person there. You were saying me. Is that what you were saying right there?
0: What do you mean? Him.
1: Am <coughs> I am I him? Is that what you're saying? That was right?
0: saying that like you couldn't do it?
1: No. These people that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. You. I'm like him? you
0: yeah. you are like if anybody can accomplish it, it's you. Yeah. Like when okay. it comes to these goals. Yeah. Um, and then and I firmly believe that. Like yeah. there's there's no question in my mind about that. Absolutely no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish I were a rich person. They could just be like, Here's the things that you need. Like, yeah. let's do this. Yeah. Cause I would do that in a freaking heartbeat. Yeah. In a heartbeat. But alas, I am a poor, poor boy from a poor family. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody you should can, make a song like that.
2: I'm pretty sure there's probably a
0: country song that's. Like no, there that. is. <laughs> I'm just a poor boy from a poor family. Oh, okay. Well, the joke's bad when you have to explain it, Nate. Maybe you, it just
1: wasn't a good joke. You can I hate be you. <laughs> you can be the difference in your family. Yeah, you can flip be the, the script. You can be the one that that broke free.
0: Yeah we were a middle class family, not necessarily poor. My mother was definitely poor Mm -hmm. growing up, but, um, I don't know. I just like my idea of, of what I want to do for people is like, if I ever won the lottery, which I don't play it, like I'd like to pay off people's mortgages to be Mm -hmm. able to give them like the freedom to go just live life. And if they, most people would squander that. And I understand that, but like, just to say like that I did that, like not, not from a, Look at me, but like I just like helping people. And I just see like for me I, I look at um
2: But if that just helps one person. Yeah. It's kinda like the podcast.
0: Yeah. I mean I just look at like me, like my my mortgage is seven hundred and sixty seven dollars a month. Like what could I do with an extra seven hundred and sixty seven dollars a month in the in the bank? You know? I mean, could I sell my house, find something smaller, blah blah blah, live in a you know, a camper or something and not have that? Sure. So I mean I put myself there, so I'm not saying woe is me. But I just uh, would love to be able to do those things. Like if I were ever, you know, a Warren Buffett or whatever. But let's face it, those people don't get rich by just giving money away. So it would probably have to be tempered. But like that's just kind of what I'd like to do.
1: I'm glad you say let's face it and didn't say that will never happen for me.
0: Because it can. Yeah. I want it to. I 100% want it to. Yeah. Um, And I would love for it to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just try to drive in like the things that I'm good at, whether it's the technology or talking to people or giving advice or doing research or making connections or, you know, whatever it is like, that's, I just want to fill those gaps in the same way that you are. It's like, you know, when you were like, when we were having that really long conversation, we we're like, I just wish somebody would like step up and help. Mm-hmm. And, like, that just continued to just ring in my mind, like, just over and over and over and over. And then I finally was like, hey, you know, like, you want me to help you hire people or, like, whatever else, like, what else can I help you with, you know?
1: You know, uh, Nate helping me out. I, I can't tell you how many stinking times I'm just like, why does he have to be, own a business? <laughs> I would pay that dude so much money. Like He gets in this clapped out truck, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't complain whatsoever. Like, I would have been so mad if someone did that to me. Like, I would have been so unbelievably <laughs> mad. <laughs> Like and he he may have been mad and just didn't show it because I totally wouldn't have showed it either. I'd just been like, when I get home, oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm cussing that guy while I drink my first drink. <laughs> but but seriously, like that's uh...
0: you hear that, Brandon? You... Nate's got options. You better treat <laughs> you better treat him better. <laughs> just
1: generally like a another person that doesn't complain because like i wouldn't like uh, like business-wise like if you're making money there's no reason to complain you know so i mean i nate's helped me through many problems you know whether i can't drive two vehicles at the same time or something (laughs) like that like and just no complaints so that that's that's literally Employee wise, if if you could have an employee that just is like Nate <laughs> That'd be nice. I just like to help people
2: and solve problems. You know? Problem solving is something that I've always been well, not always been, it's something that's been trained into my brain and I can you can give me an issue and I'll figure it out.
0: That's like when when you called me about the issue with the land. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, Yes. Like this there's this like thing that I've never done. Like, how do I do this? Yeah. You know, and start researching in on that or like the thing with the cameras. Like, I mean, that was something I kind of, you know, at the base level understood, you know, and like, yes. And like another problem, like, l- let's figure something else, f- for figure it out. Like there was more than one solution there, but like, you know, I've just never did I think when I thought of this idea of like consulting, cause initially it was just like the SEO mm-hmm. lead gen. And that was like all I was going to do. And then I was like, well, but like I would love the opportunity to help like, a high point farms start and be like, here's how you file your paperwork with the Secretary of State. Here's how here's the difference between an S Corp and a C Corp. And here's the things you should keep track of. And here's how you structure your taxes. And, you know, and uh <clears throat> and then I was like, you know, the consulting side. And then like when you called me with that question, I was just like What? Like, I never thought I would be researching something like this. This is insane and so cool at the same time. You didn't think it was cool. Mm. Um, Still don't. Yeah. But, but I was just like, okay, you know, like, this is what I like. This is what I love. This is fun. Even though I didn't necessarily get you exactly the solution that you wanted.
2: If you can uh, take initiative and solve problems, you'll never have to worry about like making money. Like, it'll be there. That's the way I feel.
0: Mm hmm interesting
1: well if you have a a distinct plan in mind for whatever it is whether let's say a podcast and you've got great hosts it's going to make it it's going to happen you know if you have the initiative and the and the idea to get it done and it you know it's always going to happen whether i have an initiative i want to make money well you're gonna make money if you if you keep going whether it's i want i want uh a super awesome uh whatever a hobby that you have and you put your mind and you put a put a game plan together that hobby is gonna you know the more and more you drive for it it's just gonna go and go and go That's how everything works I mean one hundred percent if you just have the plan in mind and you attack it i mean it's it's gonna happen i don't I don't like the word I can't or no or hope i tell you that on the way over yeah <laughs> you just do it yeah i i don't i don't know if i necessarily agree with the no side of that because i will tell people no <laughs> That's i have it. i have the inability to say no yeah i um literally can't i mean i hey, hey
0: colin can i have a million dollars
1: yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> can you write a check on the way
1: out no, you can have a million dollars. You <laughs> I want a million dollars from you in a check. can obtain a million dollars,
0: but I want you to write me a check for a million dollars for free. You better put the work in first.
1: Well, I'm going to I'm going to tell you that the uh I wouldn't say no to that cuz if I had the ability to give you a million dollars.
0: Not only is he a warrior, but he's a poet. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. No is is not good vocabulary, <laughs> not in my my world.
0: I found that no can sometimes be the the best word in my vocabulary. That's just a personal opinion there, and I'm not saying that yours is wrong and that mine's. Oh right. yeah, yeah. No. And, and
2: it's I think it's all just based on like like what I do. I do not want. I want to get to a point where like I can almost pick and choose the customers that I work for. You know because. If I'm doing that, I like, I know like this person's going to be good to work with. They are not going to try to get us to cut corners. Like we're going to do that $25,000 landscaping at the end, you know, like it's going to be an awesome product and versus someone that is like budget, 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 budget. And like saying no, to, like that's a headache. And I saying no to something like that is what I mean.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And see, I have perspective on that though. I have this conversation with the owner of Trident as well. And he's looking for the ultimatum, like, how do we get to 10 million? How can we make 10 million a year? You know, and I tell him you take every single job, every single one that comes, you never don't do a job. And I mean, if you look into his situation, he's letting go of five thousand dollar jobs and oh that one's not gonna be great i don't like those people i don't like this i don't like that me do them all do every single one of them if you want 10 million get 10 million yeah if you take every single one now everybody's version of go 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 isn't isn't you know it's not always gonna be that way you know uh, everybody's got their own perspective, how they want to run things. Obviously, Nate and Brandon do a very good job with how they run things. But if you want 10 million, get 10 million. Do 10 million jobs. You know, the the if the work is there, do it. And be be the one that does it. You know, if it's being handed to you and you're saying no, then you're not going to get 10 million. So I don't know. I would do every single one of them. <laughs> I think.
0: I think if Colin could drop the mic, he's talking into right now, he would. He would, because that was that was good. Yeah. So. Well, another thing, it's just confidence.
1: It's not cocky.
0: <laughs> I am not cocky. I think people confuse confidence with arrogance, yeah. because I, I think it's easy because they see like cocky people in the world, you know, or between Instagram influencers or whatever. Mm. Like there is a significant difference between confidence and arrogance and they can be very easily confused from the outside perspective. Yeah. I've definitely been called both for sure. Sometimes by my own mother. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, I'm not being arrogant. I'm being confident. Like Mm -hmm. it's like, like for me, when it comes to shooting, like I run a gun and I run a gun well. Yeah. I'm, and I know that because I'm confident in it. It's not an arrogant thing. Arrogant, arrogance means like I say it, but then can't do it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I can do it. So that's confidence. It's a very, very big, like thick, distinct line in my mind between the two.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: But it's hard for people to see. Yeah.
1: It's all perspective. Yep. All right. Well, should we wrap it up?
2: <laughs> Colin's like, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I got work. Is there work? Work. So. Well, I guess that's it for uh with having Colin on, you know, he was a a man of wisdom beyond his years as Nick would put it. Um we have, we appreciate you coming on and I'm sure we'll have you on again one of these days and we can talk more about childhood life or whatever can, you decide. I can talk and talk and talk. Yeah. <laughs> so we can uh we'll put another episode together one of these days. It may be a year from now, it may be 10 years from <laughs> now, but we'll do it. Um we might all be millionaires. Yeah. That's the goal. We will be. Um, We uh, appreciate everybody listening, and uh, we just uh, appreciate the likes, shares, reviews. Go check out all Colin's businesses. Um, If uh, you guys want to get in contact with him, you can find his information on those websites, social medias. Um, You can get a hold of us, and we can connect the dots with Colin, too. Um, So we just appreciate all you guys and hope you have a great
0: week. Yeah, we'll catch up with you guys next time. Have a great one.